About that time, about that time. About that time. Yes, about that time. Welcome to the jungle. The Auburn Men's Basketball Podcast. Holloway. Auburn Men, talking Auburn Men's Basketball. Auburn looking to push. Looks it up to Jalen Williams. No frills, no gimmicks, just ball. Katie Johnson's been a menace and continues to be. Now, here's your hosts, Matt Donaldson and Jackson Garrett. Yes, about that All right. We are coming off a 15-point victory in Nashville, Tennessee, the home of where Matt lives. We just beat Vanderbilt 80-65, to a beatdown. Uh, that score's probably even you know tighter than it really was the entire time on a night where Jalen Williams was perfect in almost every single way and definitely in the in the way of the box score. And Matt got to see it in person. Matt, how was it? It was a lot of fun, Jackson. We're we're having fun. Uh, no, it was great. He played awesome. The whole team played great. I mean, I think seeing them in person. Fortunately, you know, all four of us have gotten to see them in person at different points this year, and they're just they play so connectedly. And and it was great to see Auburn jump out early, take care of business. It got really weird. It, SEC refs, man. I got a whole rant I'll do later when you're not on here. But like, uh, seventeen point lead at halftime. I think we were up 7-0 right out of the gate. It was a great – and to exercise – and before people, like, poo-poo Vanderbilt because Vanderbilt's bad, like, the history says – I know you don't always care about pre-Bruce history, but even during Bruce's era, this has not been a friendly place to us. And to go in there and just kind of win ho-hum is not something we should take for granted. To be fair, I care a lot about pre-Bruce history. We've had on a lot of great old <laughs> players and a lot of old coaches. I care a lot about – what I don't care about is, like, all these stats like – They've been bad for so long. And this streaker that was like, yep, I know <laughs> we've been bad forever. That's why it's so cool that we're not anymore. But yeah, man, there's a lot of stats being thrown around about how bad we played in uh, Memorial Coliseum for decades now. And you're right. Even with Bruce, we've lost an incredible amount. I think someone even said maybe that we only won uh, three games ever or three games in the last 20 years or something like that in Vanderbilt was just insane. But yeah, we just beat them down tonight on a weird court and, don't take these for granted. Every away win, no matter how good we are and how bad the other team is, is a huge success. You always shoot worse. The refs get weird. The crowds get into it. We try. It just it's always like the SEC. And tonight we jumped out to a big lead, shot well to start the first half. And by the time the referees decided that they were going to SEC away game referee, the game was already over, and you barely noticed it. It was beautiful, and and you have to have been watching for a while to really appreciate the beauty of it. I have to tell this story. My dad had never been in that Coliseum, and he was with me, and I had like I was getting one of my other friends in, and he had gone to the bathroom, and I'd given him his section and row and everything. He's like, "Man, this place is confusing." <laughs> and if you've been there, you know what you're talking about. It's a weird place. It was great to see us. We, we were behind the Auburn bench. Great to see the guys like. Um, great to see Bruce, man. Bruce, I don't know how I got didn't get a technical a couple of times, literally like on the court during transition, which we hate when other coaches do it, but it's fine when Bruce does. Well, just... And when it's in in this weird court, because you're probably about to say, but like they're along the baseline, the coach is so weird. I saw it on TV once twice too. He's like cutting the corner off, kind of like he's yeah. going to the other side of the sideline. Honestly, any other court, I'd be like, oh no, please don't do something like that. But in this one, I'm like, screw you guys, get a 
freaking normal court already. Like, I feel like it's allowed for this one. It's true. Um, uh, you know, you got it. So there was like six inches of snow in Nashville the last few days. And that definitely, just to give people an idea, um, it was probably 35 or 40% full, uh, the whole Coliseum. And then, but I would say out of the people who were there, I mean, it, it had to have been two thirds to three quarters Auburn people. So like great turnout for a weeknight, eight o'clock in the snow, um, kind of had a feeling it would be that way because of just, you know, Auburn people have been looking forward to this game, especially locals. Whereas if you're a Vanderbilt fan, Wednesday at eight o'clock in the snow for an O and three team in the conference, like, eh, maybe not. So I hope that came through on TV. Did it, did it seem? Oh yeah. Really well. Uh, in the second half, there was a couple great shots. Clearly the ESPN cameraman was doing a thing. They were really like trying to get that moment, which I just love when they understand to get a moment. And, uh, are the Auburn fans are mostly behind one goal from what I can tell. The one behind mm-hmm. play behind the uh, the coaching staff and everything, yeah. and there was a great like putback dunk kind of thing that Cardwell did where he didn't really finish a dunk, but it went in, and he had his hands up doing his usual like give it to me crowd, and you could just it was a great right behind the back shot to see the whole Auburn crowd clapping and having a good time. It would you would think it's an Auburn home game if you if you didn't know any better. That was the moment he he reared back for what would have been one of those season ending dunks for somebody's life and he ended up banking it in it was kind of weird but like it was a crazy it got literally got people off their you you, know, you gotta love the aggressiveness from several of our players now cardwell had a night his best night ever and he's only still overshadowed by another guy that an even better best night ever but that going for that dunk from like the free throw line from cardwell you would not have seen that in the past years he's so confident right now same with chad bigger mazar has gone after some of those Jalen's gone after some of those. KD went after one of those. And we expect that from KD. And then even Aiden in this game. Now, these didn't all happen the same game. But all those players at some point this season went for a like a bring down the house dunk that would just murder the other team. Now, they haven't all got them. Cardinals was too far away, but it still went in. And then Aiden tonight tried a three from like half court where I think we'd hit a couple threes in a row. And it looked like, man, if Aiden, he got like a ball pass out of basically like half court and any other time, I would have said, what an awful shot to take. But because of the way the game was flowing, I was like, yeah, you shoot that because if it goes in, you can just pack up the game. <laughs> yes, yes. I, it did feel like we were very confident and aggressive. And I feel like so many times in this Coliseum, like it, that just hasn't been the case. And I think you made a good point about jumping on them and getting in a position where when it tightened up and when it got weird, it always seems to, you know, I, people were mad about giving up some of the lead against LSU and it was weird, but and if you watch enough of these games, it just always happens. You can almost bank on it. But when you've got, you know, a, a 17, and I think at one point it was 22, 24 point lead, well, that makes that makes things a lot better and you can deal with the annoyance. Do you, do you have any, I mean, I, I was reading the text as I was watching. Obviously, Dylan Cardwell played a tremendous game in 15 minutes, 12.6 rebounds. Four, he made four shots and four for four from the line, which if Ben was here, we would single-handedly just give it, him the MVP. But, uh, you know, I, I don't I don't see how it's not Jalen Williams. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's I mean, it's just it's just sad for Dylan. <laughs> he had such an amazing game the same time someone had a literally perfect game. Dylan had a nine out of 10 game for Joe for Jalen have a 10 out of 10 game. But it was it's been fun to watch Cardwell. He's been so mm. much more confident out there. The free throws, like you mentioned, is huge. The fact that he's hitting free throws now, no one's just going to foul him coming through the lane if he keeps hitting free throws. And every game, a game like this, we well, had four of them, right? So it would have been a game if he'd missed all those, where he had eight points, 
good rebounds, fun game, but not not a 12 point game. That all that those four free throws take this game from like, oh wow, okay, to like, man, he is confident. I'm gonna gloat on you. So yeah, make your free throws. I heard somewhere potentially that he got a coach over the offseason to work on free throws and shooting. Did you hear about this or no? I heard he'd been really working at it. I didn't know if it was with Coach Bowman, which great interview, by the way, uh, that you had. Shout out to everybody. Please, please listen to that if you haven't already as we continue our coaching tour. Um, it it shows. And then we were sitting right behind the the goal and even just his whole routine and the stroke on his free throws just looks so much better. And you have to give a credit, him and Janai together, if you combine, you know, they had, uh, let's see, 27 and 18 in their 40 minutes of playing center tonight. I mean, that's, Tremendous production from both of them. We've got some uh, Redditors. Uh, Keep Cool Coolidge said, okay, uh, or oh, so shooting perfectly is enough to win an MVP now? JK, but yes, Jay Will wins the MVP. Uh, Ribs and Whiskey says, you, uh, I asked if we need to ask about who the MVP is, and he said, you don't. It's Jay Will. And Dylan was perfect from the line. So they they get that Dylan got his too, and then uh, Pocket watches in the chat. I'm sure he would agree with us who the MVP should be. He said no respect for a decent bedtime. We are on very late right now because we were trying to get Matt in from uh, being at Vanderbilt so he could gloat on his boy. So I'll, I'll let you go further on with MVP here. I'll go quickly through some other stuff, but you know Jenna's MVP, and I'll let Matt go in and in as soon as I hang up. <laughs> well, to, to yeah, I, the thing I would point out before you leave is. Uh... This is the first time in our doing this podcast that something's happened, Jackson. This is a this is not Jalen related, okay? Not Jalen okay. related. Every single team stat. If you we we always post this Justin Ferguson, you know, stat box. We won every category. Wow. I, I, I do not remember ever seeing us win every single category. All the shooting stats and away in the SEC. Away insane honestly this team is built different man it's tough it's weird because we're not gonna get the national love pride that we deserve because we don't have that star nba draft pick number one i mean even tonight maybe maybe this is reading too much into it but i saw the like i was just looking through the espn app when you want to click on the watch espn kentucky's has a little picture houston's has a little picture of a guy you're <laughs> clicking on like a person but Auburn Vanderbilt is just the Auburn logo and the Vanderbilt logo. I was like, all right, I guess that's what happens when you're not in Kentucky or Houston. You don't get the picture. You just get a logo. Now, that might just be an SEC network thing or something. I don't know. But we don't have a star, and it's going to be tough for people outside of maybe the college basketball diehards. I mean, there's like the CBS College Basketball Podcast that's good. John Rothstein's good. They'll probably talk about us. But the bigger national media, the ESPN and stuff, we don't have that number one draft pick for them to cover. And we're probably mm -hmm. just going to keep flying under the radar, even if we keep blowing teams out. We keep having amazing stats, so we'll know how great we are, but it won't be getting the love. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but, you know, that just – I said at the beginning of the year, you know, I was uh, – you can go back and listen to the tape. I was not as high on this team preseason. I just needed to see some of the parts come together. But I said something to the effect of, I feel like this is a classic Bruce Pearl. Like, no one's talking about it. We're picked sixth. You know, it's just there's not a star player. Well, you know, Auburn, whatever. And you can just tell. I, you could tell the way he was talking about it. he likes this team. I think he liked the potential. But I think he would even say they're ahead of schedule in terms of how well they're sharing the ball. I mean. I mean, it shows and, for Cardwell. I mean, Cardwell's not getting, like, amazing jump shots or making his own moves. We're passing it so well that he's getting a lot of great open looks. And to be fair, he's so athletic that a lot of other guys would not have been able to finish with a dunk like he does a lot of times. And that's where he's really gotten so confident is that he's going through people to get those dunks he wouldn't have gotten in the past. 
but the, it all comes off the fact that we're having a really efficient offense. I mean, I asked Ira Bowman about it. I was trying to dig a little harder into like, what is it? I mean, I know we we're doing the five out offense. I know we have a good team. That's got a lot of great chemistry. I know we have a lot of good players on the team, but there's something different about this offense. It's leading to a lot of great open looks for our centers, a lot of great open shots. I mean, there was another one tonight. I can't remember. Oh, it was CBM. I believe where Denver got a rebound and then taught. No, it was Jalen. Actually. I don't know. It was Denver got like a, a rebound and then passed it back out of the three line wide open guy splash it and that's the kind of stuff we just didn't get in past sec away games and now we're hitting all those i feel confident when i see an open three shooter it's going to go in Here, here's how you know you have a really good team i said this to some one of my friends i was with tonight when we turn it over it's like i'm disgusted like i can't believe i mean we kind of got sloppy and we had 10 turnovers and that's a great number on the road in the sec we still won turnovers by one which is probably a little disappointing. Bruce probably wishes we would have turned them over more than 11 times. But like, I think you can argue the same thing for offensive possessions when it a shot just gets put up. Like KD had a few of those. Not not a great KD game tonight. I still don't think he massacred the game like maybe in the past he has. But when you see one of those possessions where it's a four shot that's not off of ball movement, it's it's jarring. It's like, no, like that's not what we do. And, and that's because we've gotten so used to the – the way the ball is not sticking, it's so different from what we've seen in the last couple of years. I mean, I know exactly the moment you're talking about because I texted about it too. There was like this, I can't remember exactly how it started, but there was like six passes maybe, super crisp, all around the court, and the Vanderbilt could not keep up, and then it got to uh, KD at the top of the, the three-point line. And I get why he felt the need to take it a little because we had already made like six amazing crisp passes like surely it's time to shoot it now like are you really going to take a risk on another seventh laser being passed but he shouldn't have taken the shot but that's where it stuck and he airballed the three i believe right after that it was like no what amazing passing and like crisp and Vanderbilt's all over the part and then you airballed the three to finish it but I it's mean, not happening very often that happened it just happened that one time you know right it's it, you really i think i'm noticing just how spoiled i am with with the expectations it's just pretty basketball, honestly. We've been saying how much fun we're having, but this team has something special. It's a rare combination of the depth and the selflessness. Like nobody on this team is really demanding theirs in a given half. Like we've seen Janai have zero points multiple times in a half, and it doesn't affect his play. Jalen, we know, doesn't care. He doesn't have to shoot. KD, I think, has been much more disciplined oh, yeah. and less selfish. He's uh, been our, like, captain on defense. Have you noticed that? Mm-hmm. He kind of leads the way. He's pointing mm-hmm. at places for people to be. He's mm-hmm. really flying all over. He's getting some amazing strip steals. I mean, he's always been like that, but yep. it seems like really next level now. That second line defense is so much fun to watch. And then it's also interesting, like, we just keep winning in different ways, mm-hmm. you know? And this one, because of the hype over the last couple of games of that second line coming in, and playing such amazing defense and winning us games a lot of times. When they came in, I was hyped. So excited for the second line. And they didn't quite do what I thought they were going to do. We still beat the other team by 15 and went up by a lot at one point. And it wasn't because the second line necessarily right there. I mean, Vanbrook just hit some hard shots, honestly. And Trey got his pocket picked, which really sucked right there. But, like, it's just so interesting that I want so badly for us to have a personality, like a – I've, I've, you've, if you've been listening for the last couple of years, you know how I love a good brand, how I love a good, th- it's like, that was my thing. And then we went a different way. So like really the brand right now is just that we keep winning different ways and depth is amazing. And it could be anybody, any night. 
and and you can't. I mean, yeah, we shot threes well in the first half. I think we were close to fifty percent. You know, we end up at thirty two percent, Jackson. It's not like we just shot the ball. And like you said, no, the, I think down the stretch, just like last game, we started jacking up a couple threes. I don't think we would have taken if it wasn't like Room took one in particular. I was like, you wouldn't have taken that if this was a close game. I know it. But you still think like. You're right. We we keep winning. Isn't this like the ninth straight win by double digits or tenth straight or something crazy? Like we're yeah, we're not really in a ton of close games. And and like you said, it's a great point that we're winning different ways. And and it just shows the versatility. And you know, Katie didn't have a great game tonight. And uh CBM, very average. But you know, like when you play eleven guys, you don't need, I mean, you're not gonna have all guys every night and that's the beauty of it that you can have a Jalen Williams game you can have an eight you saw the flash of Aiden Holloway and how special he can be in in spurts you see Janai Broom just could I there was a point in the second half I I, I don't know if I even noticed Janai he had 10 points and nine rebounds I mean I, I was like he's he's that, definitely the guy on the team that always seems to get his and that's yeah. exactly what we wanted Jonai Broom to be and we have not had that guy in the last I don't know we, we have had the guy in some years but like he's he's had some weird Zero point ass that you talk about, and you still look up, and he just gets it in the second half. Yeah, that's like the like definition of the guy that gets his. Even when he goes zero and a half, he still gets 15. Tonight, he still gets what he what another 15, 12, something like that. Yeah, 15 exactly. 15 and 12. Like, and he did it consistently throughout the game. You know, but he's he's gonna get his 15, you know. It's crazy. If he got it tonight, I mean, I, I just didn't think. Now, hopefully he's okay. You know, there's there's a whole Oh my room. god, don't scare. I was losing it for like 15 seconds there a broom like late in the game went up for a shot i believe and like something happened to his knee and he was like laying there like like a typical guy that's torn his acl laying there like on which, his stomach which he has a history it. of doing by the way like we, we we know he he i don't think he embellishes it necessarily but some people just display their pain a little more than others <laughs> and janai has proven over the time that so hopefully he's okay um, I have a whole rant. You'll have to listen to the pod later at the end because I have a whole rant. I was dying the last four minutes, not only with the refs, but like how poorly we closed this game. It drives me nuts. It's so unintelligent and it puts people at risk for stuff like that. And it drives me crazy. I, I can't stand it. Well, Matt's alluding to it, but I'm about to head out here. I wasn't planning on coming on tonight, but we wanted to get, oh, Matt still has more he needs last to Last thing to I have okay. to ask you before you before you leave. Give us your thoughts. It's the Flanagan return on Saturday. I literally, the chemistry, Matt, we're just, we got the chemistry that uh, the same as the best. I was literally going to say, I got to talk real quick that our next one is against Ole Miss with Flanagan. I watched them play against LSU beforehand just to see what they were up to. They lost LSU on the road. So that team, we blew out at home. They beat them. And I don't think anybody thinks Ole Miss is that great, but they had, they were back in the top 25 again. It'll be a top 25 matchup which is fun, even though I'm sure they're going to drop out unless they pull off a win against us. They're going to come in hungry. They're going to – I don't know what Coach Flanagan is going to tell them. I'm sure he's going to have a great scout for them because mm -hmm. he knows every single player so well other than the new, the new guys, even some of the new guys maybe. And then Flan is going to want to show off. Mm -hmm. uh, the big, like, thought – I think I saw somebody else, some people tweeting and stuff like, don't forget that Alan Flanagan graduated from Auburn University. Be nice or whatever. But, man, if he starts going off on us, it's not going to be nice. It's just how it is. You can't go to our SEC, like any other school, like outside of the SEC, any other school outside the SEC, even some different ones other than Ole Miss even, like something about it that just rubs me wrong that you would go to our one of our teams that we play every year. So There should be a little extra. I mean, and I think that's okay to embrace. Hopefully we aren't like 
super trashy about it unless the game calls for it. Like I, you don't see the players. I mean, maybe we would never see this. I don't know. I feel like with Cambridge, maybe it was just vibes. Like, okay, we're happy for him to go off. Mm -hmm. And like uh, the players seem to still be tweeting at him or like tagging him and some things and stuff. I don't see that with Flan. I don't see anybody on this team like interacting with him or being like, oh, we're excited to play him, our old, our old friend. And maybe you'll see some in the game day. Somebody give him a high five or something. But... Before the game and at the end, if Auburn wins, I think you'll see a lot of like friendliness. But I think the players are going to have something extra for it. And I, I think it's do. a Neville Arena. I still think we have a chip on our shoulder. I think it. I think it's going to be a big hype game. I think the fans are going to make it hype too. I think they're oh, just as excited Bruce, as us. This is Bruce territory. This this exact thing is exactly what he wants in the middle of the conference schedule. Something to just have a little of their attention, just a little more being at home because he's made it clear. He's and I'm very curious to see what he says about it going into this game because he made it very clear that he wanted Alan Flan to get back, and they left. And whether that's you know him putting stuff on them, I, you know, we may never know the full story, but I, I guarantee you there'll be a little extra. And I think it'll be a great game Saturday. I think if it wasn't the combo too, of the dad and the son leaving for another coach, that's kind of going to be a rival probably in the SEC. Chris, Chris Beard, Beard yeah, exactly. is going to be, he's going to be a good coach. He took Texas tech to the final four, then went to Texas and had them good too. But he's also one of the most hateable coaches in college basketball. If you don't know about this, I don't care. We're not like, uh, some professional blah 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 he got accused of beating his wife at texas that's why he's at old miss and she recanted and now he's at old miss you know not that our school's perfect or anything either but like very hateable he also left texas tech one of the very hateable moves also he, he took him in the final four proof that would be like bruce leaving for kentucky or bruce leaving for not even Kentucky. Some, I don't even know who to say. Florida probably, maybe. Texas is probably a lot like Florida now that I think about it. So that hurts pretty bad. Don't leave your school like that when you've proven you could take them to the Final Four. So very hateable. Looking forward to that game. It's a night game on a Saturday in Neville Arena. We will be live after the game recording the podcast. So I'm going to head out, Matt, and tell them all about the Nashville experience. Tell them about Jalen, tell him about the refs. Can you see what I'm talking about with CBM a little bit tonight? Now that we're we're identifying him as a defender, did you see it just a couple times? Did he get blown by? No, he gets beat through. He gets he gets bullied. Yeah. No, there's a couple moments they've really ISO in him as the guy they were gonna drive on. That's sure. what I can't wait. Him flan again. That's the matchup. And that's yeah, I saw I saw Flan against LSU back down a couple guys because Flan mm -hmm. is still a pretty big guy for the three position. Mm -hmm. So I'll be really curious about that. I think we'll have that something ready for him for sure. He's also much longer though. And this is another situation, which is so annoying that they got him just as they got rid of the charge rule. So if you want to talk about that with Ole Miss fans, or you got somebody like, and he does go off, they got him as soon as his Achilles heel was taking away as a rule that went for years. It was frustrating to watch planning and there was a couple moves. He like, maybe I'm overwatching it, but even against LSU, there's a couple moves, a couple drives. It's like, that was a lot of control. That back down, all that guy needs to do is set his feet, and that back down wouldn't happen. But you're now allowed to like just bump straight into that guy, and they'll call a block. You know. Okay. Well, Anyways, cool, thanks for hopping on. War Eagle, we're having fun out here. Uh, one last thing from the chat: we got people in the YouTube chat. Farmer Dad is in. Mister Beautiful's in. Uh, Pocket Watch is in. Ben is in there and says that's the first win in ten wins, I believe. That's what he said, right? Something like that. Yeah, we hadn't won there. In 10 matchups or something like 10 losses in a row at Bandy. We're getting the monkeys off our back. That is, that's what he said. No way. Is that true? 
I don't know. I don't know. But y'all, you hash it out. Everybody, I'm leaving you with in good hands with Matt. Yeah, get ready for solo time. Um, thanks, Jackson. So, yeah, great to be there, man. I already said this, but just fun. Auburn people just continue to show up for this team on the road. It's great to see the witnesses, as Bruce says, uh, even in the snow and the weather that's been going on this week. Uh, it was a great game, and and a lot of good Auburn people. It was pretty for how few people were there. Felt like it was it was felt pretty loud at times when it needed to be. You know, when you start out seven nothing, you're kind of as a fan base deciding, okay, do we need to yell in this game? Do we need to be, you know, into this? And then, you know, there were a few points in the game where we did. Again, just don't take for granted an easy win at Vanderbilt. Uh, I mentioned that we won every single stat, every shooting stat from every point in the floor, turnovers, points off turnovers, rebounds, um, second chance points, bench points, points in the paint, fast break, blocks, assists, steals. So just all across the board, honestly, the only reason, the only reason this game was remotely close is because the refs decided to call literally any contact in the second half against Auburn. It became comical, um, but very frustrating because not only does the margin matter in the metrics, which I was stressed about, but also it just puts your guys in dangerous positions. And, you know, if we're up 20 or 30, on that Janai Broom drive, he's not in the game. He's just not. And and you can argue maybe Bruce should have had him out already by that point anyway. But, you know, hopefully he's fine. But that was frustrating to me. And then Auburn, just in general, can we please just learn to dribble out the shot clock at times late in the game? Because it just extends the game and there's more possessions. There's more times you can get hurt. Um, there's just a lot of stuff that can go poorly. And I just didn't think we did a good job of that. But if that's your biggest complaint in a road game, things went very well. And uh, I just want to touch on, you know, some of these players. We have to brag about Jalen. Uh, he's the only player I've ever watched who could score 21 points on seven shots. I mean, he's just, he's the only one. He only takes good looks. Um, he shares the ball incredibly well. Uh, you know, great to go seven of seven, hit both of his threes. They're both wide open. Jackson mentioned in our chat how great it is on the road just to hit the open threes, which is just hit your percentage of the open ones. And that makes a huge difference. And we did that tonight. Five of five at the line. That's for Ben hit the most free throws on the team. Oh yeah. Throw in eight rebounds. Uh, oh yeah. Lead the team in assists with three, one turnover. He, he had, I didn't know he had a turnover. So they called the worst phantom foul on him with like a minute or two left in the game that made no sense. And I, I thought it was giving him like his first negative, his first foul or turnover. And I was freaking out. You can imagine me in the stands watching that. But just an incredible game. Uh, good defender. Just the passing. I think every time I see Jalen in person, he throws two or three passes a game. They're just incredible uh, for a guy his size. And um, obviously he's hitting everything tonight. I was really glad he didn't shoot again because a, that's very Jalen to not go for 30 points or 40 points or anything. Uh, B I just think it's really cool that he didn't miss a single shot. I, I don't recall ever seeing somebody score that many points and not miss anything uh, from the field from three or from the free throw line. So super cool for him. Uh, cool for me, just selfishly. Everybody who listens to this pod knows how much I, I love his game. Um, and he just continues to battle. Jackson was coming into the game um, saying that it would be very surprising if Jalen scored 20 points. And then Ben and I were quickly correcting him how many, how often he's been scoring 20 points lately. Um, I'm actually going to look this up right now because I'm at the controls and I want to see what his average is up to because he has been scoring on quite a tear. 
Uh, so bear with me here just a second. Uh, really just happy with how he's playing and just fun to watch. Uh, again, I think he's a great example of the ball moving and how well we're sharing the ball uh, in general. And he just makes the right play. That's what I've always liked about Jalen on both ends. He just makes the right play. And it's great to see him get rewarded um, with such a great performance. So let's see here. Points, 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 points. So now Jalen is second on the team, averaging 12 and a half. Okay, so that's a little lower than I thought. But Broom is leading the way at 15.4. And then Aiden is barely above 10. And then Chad Baker is at nine and a half. So Jalen's really solidified himself as that second scorer. Um, on this team so kudos to Jalen I could brag about him a lot but great MVP great to get us uh, to 4-0 in the SEC you know we didn't touch on this yet but it's Auburn and Alabama the only undefeated teams in the league right now great to they won last night great to match that win they have to go to Knoxville Saturday and then Auburn plays Ole Miss at home so it's really an opportunity because we have to go to Tuscaloosa next week good opportunity if we can take care of business against Ole Miss at home and then you know, you might root for the balls. Honestly, either way, right? Tennessee loses or Alabama loses, but it would be nice to get a game up on Alabama uh, before we have to go to Tuscaloosa next week. So let's see. I mentioned KD, pretty bad offensive game from him, but again, he only shot four times and he's not shooting us out of games, which I love. He's playing his role well, still defending. I totally agree with what Jackson said about him being the captain defensively. I think he is single-handedly responsible for bringing Chad Baker Mazzara along and caring about the defensive end. Katie cares about everybody uh, locking in on their assignment and getting stops and getting out in transition. And I think he does a great job with that second unit when he's out there of kind of being the veteran leader. Um, so credit to him for that. Aiden Holloway got really hot, hit a couple threes in a row in the first half and helped us build that lead, you know, two for six from three um, had had some foul issues, some really weird fouls on him. Um, but overall, he continues to be really solid, him and Trey. Uh, I guess I'll go ahead and talk about Trey. Not his best game either with three turnovers, but, um, you know, hit a three, five points, two rebounds. Um, you know, got his pocket picked. You know, it's weird at Vanderbilt because Bruce is on the baseline, and I think a couple of times he got caught. He's trying to hear or see the play call behind him. And uh, honestly, Vanderbilt did a good job of pressuring the ball there. Uh, but, you know, solid point guard play, nothing crazy special. Um, like I said, I would have liked him to close the game a little better, a little more under control, but I'm sure that's something they'll work on. Uh, Chad Baker, Mazzara, you know, he's had a, he's been so good in the first and third SEC games of the year, second and fourth. He's been, you know, not non-existent, but, um, you know, no rebounds for him. He continues to just, he's just not a physical presence. He got beat up a couple of times on defense too. Couple turnovers for him, but he did have three assists as well. Five points, hit a couple shots, hit a three. Um, I think he's kind of a guy. A lot of people are trying to make him this NBA prospect and this the guy who can really just raise our center. I just don't think we're going to get that every night from him. But he is the guy on this team that he's. It's just an added bonus if he's going to go for fifteen points. I mean, in addition to all these other weapons Auburn has, good luck because uh, I really think. Yes, he's a great offensive threat with that second group coming in. I just, I don't know. To me, it's almost like found money in a way uh, when he goes off like that. I don't expect that from him. And he doesn't have to be that to be a really effective player on this team. He continues to try hard on defense. I think he loves playing on this team. I think he's really happy with the choice he made to come to Auburn. And honestly, it, it worked out pretty well, I think. Auburn missed on some of these guys in the transfer portal that were maybe ahead of him on our list. 
And I'm not so sure this isn't the best fit for this roster. Um, still a long way to go. Still want to see more consistency from him, but I do think he can continue to get better. Um, people forget he, before Juco, he played at San Diego state as the sixth man and they were in the tournament. And so he'd been in some spots before. I just think the sec size is a little different for him, uh, to adjust to Dylan Cardwell. We mentioned great night. My dad and I were talking about how he, he is so good. Now he's really mastered the verticality principle. He goes up, he skies for these rebounds. He gets way up there. Uh, he's great at blocking shots. And even if he doesn't block it, just getting straight up. So he doesn't get as many foul calls. Uh, and four for four from the line. I mean, he just looks so good. All those shots look good. There were no lucky ones in there. Um, and just rebound. I mean, 12 and six in 15 minutes, incredible efficiency. Um, you know, you can make an argument. He made some of the biggest plays of the game. And if it wasn't for Jalen, just having an, an otherworldly night, he's probably your MVP. So great to see him producing like that. I talked about Janai being really quiet. Um, it's amazing you can be quiet with 15 and 12 in the SEC. It's he is such a solid player. Um, he's so crafty with what he does. I think there's always room to improve. And when somebody's this good, you you start to nitpick certain things that maybe he's not quite a step late here, maybe not always fully there defensively as quickly as he could be. Uh, but man, he gives us he gives this team a lot. Chris Moore continues to struggle. It's been a theme. Missed another layup on a great flex cut today. But then he hit a, hit a long jumper, and you could tell the bench was really engaged with that. This team loves Chris Moore. The coaches talk about him. The players talk about him. He's a leader. Um, they want him to at least get going and be a productive player. So maybe hitting that long, too. It looks like it was going to be a three. It's focused on the line. Um, maybe that'll unleash something for him. Um, so, yeah, he's continuing to start halves, and that's about it. So that's something to track. Lior played. His uh, rotations in each half had five points, hit a couple free throws, got fouled a couple times, and hit an open three. Uh, his only shot of the night. So great to see from him. Uh, Cheney Johnson, no points. Only only guy actually out of the 11-player rotation that didn't score. Um, three fouls, one rebound, missed two shots. So not much for him, but he did contribute 11 minutes. So Jalen, you know, Jalen playing 26 to 28, 29 minutes. That's about right. Uh, we just don't want him to have to play 35 like he had to that other game. So great all around. Honestly, it, it, honestly it's one of those games that it could have been so much worse. It could have been so much worse. And the fact that it's, it wasn't, um, I think, says a lot about, you know, this group and their their potential. Um, so 4-0 in the SEC, moving forward. I'm going to check the chat real quick before we – wrap up and just make sure we're not leaving anybody out. Uh, I know it's a late night. Sorry, we didn't quite get to uh, we didn't quite get to do live right after the game. Um, let's see. Let's get where did we miss off? I'm going back through the through the uh, comments here. Man, y'all been busy. Let's see. Ben wants us to boo Flan every time he touches the ball. That could happen, actually. I could see that. Um, Bruce Pearl, I, I'm pocket watch mentioned. I'm very curious about how Bruce talks about that this week. Uh, and he said he expects Flan to get a welcome that an Auburn alumni deserves. Um, Janai is going to have his knee looked at. Uh, thanks, Mr. Beautiful, Whatever for whatever point you said was great. Shout out to you for that. Jalen's averaging 15-plus in this 10-game win streak. 
Ben. Ben is Ben has become a statistician that I can appreciate. He's he's great. You know, uh, can't wait for Denver and Aiden to find their offensive identities with the team. Mr. Beautiful makes a good point. You know, I was talking to a friend about Denver, and um, I think he's just the victim of this idea of like when you have eleven guys there's just kind of, there's not a lot of shots. There's one basketball, right? And Denver is defending really well. I, I think he's going to have some games where he hits some big shots for us. Like, I really do. I think he's a, he's still one of our top five three-point shooters, I think, on this team. Last time I checked, um, he's just not getting a ton of shots. And Bruce said kind of after the last game, he really complimented his defense against Wade Taylor and um, some of these guys that we've played recently. But I... It is interesting. And Aiden finding his way, you know, um, I've been so impressed overall with Aiden's willingness to pass, defer, use his teammates, his look ahead passes. He got he, he got picked off once today, but man, he throws some beautiful right when we get a rebound. He's out and running and looking, which is exactly what you want from your point guard trade as we talked about too. Um, so I think Aiden's actually selling pretty well. The question is, is Aiden capable of having a, a big explosion? I think he is with his shot creation. So um, definitely something to watch for there. And hopefully Mr. Beautiful's right that Chris Moore will hit his stride. I think that would be great um, for this team as well. If he can just be a solid contributor. Again, we don't need him to shoot a ton. Just defend, get some rebounds, and make your open layups. Like That's that's really all we're looking for. So shout out to this team, man. It was a lot of fun to watch them. 4-0 in the SEC, tied for first with Alabama. We love to see all those things. Um, yeah, Ole Miss is going to be fun. So, so definitely – be ready for that one Saturday night. Uh, hopefully we can keep that moment going. And man, that that environment and that matchup with Alabama next week in Tuscaloosa is going to be big, regardless of what happens on Saturday. But, you know, especially in a scenario where Auburn wins, Alabama wins, this is going to be a matchup that, at least from a rankings perspective and from a national perspective, it's I don't know if Auburn, Alabama – it's been a long time if it's been a top 10 matchup, which is very, well, I guess Alabama's not going to be because they're barely ranked or even not ranked, but it Alabama has potential. And if you look at the metrics, they're dangerous. And there's a reason they're four and in the league. And I'm really curious to see how they handle Knoxville on Saturday. So anyway, thanks for letting me ramble about Jalen and about beating Vanderbilt here in, in my hometown of Nashville. It was a lot of fun. Shout out to all of you who were there. Um, always great to see the keep traveling to these road games, man. It makes a difference and the team really feeds off it and appreciates it. And you can tell uh, that it matters to them as well. So until Saturday after the Ole Miss game, War Eagle, thanks for listening to the Jungle Podcast.